You know, uh, just to tie together from the beginning before we jump into what I consider the, a really cool part here. You know, it starts with the destruction. It starts with separation because uh, the ninth of Av or Tisha B'Av is all about God's presence, whether it's there or it's missing. That's the central uh, subject. And, and the point is, when God withdraws himself... He does that for the reason of getting you to come closer, not to go, I'm done with you. He desires you. He he is called your groom, the, and you are the, uh, he is the bridegroom, and you are the bride for a reason. He has no desire to sweep you away, and every desire to forgive you, to heal you, to deliver you, and to call you his own. And, you know, he has built all these amazing things in this calendar. Uh, you know, probably uh, maybe for Elul, I'll be back in three weeks, or for Rosh Hashanah, I might really kind of run down the calendar a little bit better to help you see. Uh, you know, and, uh, and we kind of look at things, you know, January, well, we know it's New Year's and February. Well, if it's Valentine's Day, it must be February. And uh, must be Eastern. It must be July. If it's Independence Day, we know all these things because we grew up with that. But for for many of us, when we say it's well, it's Tisha B'av, it's like ah, you know, what, what does that mean? And we don't have this understanding of feasts and feasts and and fasts and and this picture that God has painted through the biblical calendar. We even call it sometimes the Jewish calendar, but it's the biblical calendar. It's always been there. So right after Tisha B'av is a day called uh, Tu Bav, T-U Bav. So it is called the Sabbath of comforting. So you go from mourning and weeping to comforting. Doesn't that sound like God? <laughs> sure enough. So the, the Shabbat, the Sabbath after Tisha B'av is called the Sabbath of comforting. They read parts of the book of Isaiah that speak of comforting the people for all their suffering and also redemption. So today, they won't read the Torah, only parts of Jeremiah. And they'll, of course, still read uh, the book of uh, Lamentations. Uh, so once they arrive, and this is next week, exactly one week, uh, they're going to read these comforting redemption redemption passages. And they're going to do this for seven weeks, all the way up to Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. And... One of the reasons is this month of Av that we're in. Amazing. It's the, their fifth month if you started Passover. And the month of Av, or Av, literally means father. Now, it's customary when they say that to add the name Menachem, which means comforter or consoler. So they would say Menachem Av when they talk about the, the month of Av. So... It's a comforting father. So it is the, it includes the saddest day of the year, the ninth of Av, that saw the sin of the spies, Israel's rejection of the promised land, destruction of both temples, and on and on and on. Yet the father is a comforter and a consoler. So there is hope. And what is that hope? Well, for us as Christians, we know that is that he will not only 
have eternity, but that we will be his bride. Marriage is, is what we look forward to. And that in Hebrews, Tubav. One week later, on the 15th of Av, is the time of celebration. Now, if you didn't remember that during this three-week period here that we're ending right now, there is no marriage. You can get married. You can get engaged, but you can't celebrate it. So Tubal, the 15th of Av, is the first time you can celebrate anything. And it's to them, it's similar to like Valentine's Day. Great day for weddings. And it's a marriage holiday and one of the happiest days on the Jewish calendar. And it also is a timeless picture of the promise that after Israel rebels and God scatters her, God will restore her. And because now there is the nation of Israel again from nothing for 2,000 years, this day is a very cool day. And Tuba Av was a, a joyous holiday in the days of the temple in Jerusalem. It marked the beginning of the grape harvest. And when you get to Yom Kippur, it marks the end of the grape harvest. So on both dates, the unmarried girls of Jerusalem dressed in white garments and went out to dance in the vineyards. So for various reasons, uh, for celebrating Tuba Av are cited in the Talmud and uh, Talmudic commentators. So while the Jews wandered in the desert for 40 years, Female orphans without brothers could only marry within their tribe to prevent their father's inherited territory in the land of Israel from passing on to other tribes. Now, on the 15th of Av, this ban was lifted and intertribal marriage was allowed. Now, fascinating thing, go back into the desert, 40 years of wandering, right? And most of them are there to die, <laughs> except those 20 years and younger. Well, during the 40th year, the last of the rebellious generation died. And everybody who had been under the age of 20 during the rebellion stepped into the promise of God that they would enter the promised land. But now think of it, put yourself in that position. You've been going through this for 40 years, waking up every morning and burying someone. So for 40 years, on every Tish B'Av night, the Jews made graves to sleep in for the night, just in preparation. Every year, some woke up, obviously some didn't, because they were destined to die. Now, in the 40th year, 15,000 went to sleep in the graves and woke up the next day. But after 40 years of burying their family members, they kept sleeping in graves every night for a week in case they, they had made a mistake with a date. They didn't want to get too hopeful. <laughs> so wow. they did this until they reached Tubab, the 15th, and they saw a full moon. And so the first time, there was joy. And only then did they know they were going to enter the land of Israel with a new generation. Here's Hosea. Therefore, I'm now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards. And will make the valley of Achor, or trouble, or weeping, a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of Egypt. And that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. In Zechariah 8, it says this, For thus the Lord of... Uh, thus says the Lord of hosts, as I purposed to bring disaster to you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, and I did not relent, said the Lord of hosts. So again, I have purposed in these days to bring good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Fear not. These are the things that you shall do. Speak the truth to one another. Render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. And love no false oath. 
for all these things I hate, declares the Lord. And the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, which is the 17th of Tammuz, three weeks ago, and the fast of the fifth, which is today, the ninth of Av, and the fast of the seventh, this was a, a fast for Galilee, the uh, governor of Jerusalem, who really inspired hope that the temple could rebuild, but then was assassinated. So they had a fast day. And the fast of the tenth. Now, this is when the siege of Nebuchadnezzar first began the previous year. All right. So he says, let me sum it up real quickly. The fast of the fourth month and of the fifth and of the seventh and the tenth. These four fasts shall be to the house of Judah seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful feasts. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. So again, all of these fast days, including today, one day will become seasons of joy and gladness and cheerful feasts. So I love that God likes to underline it all with, mm. you know, fast. R rend your garments. Rend your heart. Find me. But the longing desire is not for punishment, but that you would encounter him in his presence. And that's what I pray for you mm -hmm. on this ninth of Av, on this uh, Tisha B'Av, as we've spent the last few hours uh, together. And as I said, when wrapped up here, I'll start working on putting this on our podcast as well as our uh, blog let me just pray for you as we uh, exit out. Father, yes. I just uh, thank you for this day. You know, Lord, I, I thank you that as we sit this morning sharing these things, that for so many Israelites in Israel and out, they're sitting on the floor, they're mourning, they're weeping, they're fasting, and their thoughts are not quite all the way there. They've yet to recognize that the very reason all of this happened it's because they, they missed you when you came. They missed their Messiah. They missed recognizing that. And Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you would open ears and open eyes, that you would turn hearts as you promised you would do, that they might recognize the one they pierced. And uh, they might cry out to you, blessed is the one that, that one that comes in the name of the Lord. And Lord, your name, Yeshua, or salvation, it's very clear. Lord, open the Torah, open the word to them. And Lord, where there's lies and deception and confusion and where they're trapped in mourning, Lord, we ask that you bring them to the day of rejoicing. And Lord, for in America in this day and this season, Lord, there's so much evil going on. There's so much uh, death and there's so much uh, fear and anger and frustration. Lord, I ask that you would uh, set hearts that are toward you, for you. And that, Lord, you would do a work that uh, goes beyond our expectation, our imaginations. Heal our land, God. Would you heal our land? Would you turn hearts to you? And, Lord, we ask you for that season of revival, the season of comfort. And we look forward to the uh, new month, the new year in uh, the weeks ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.